0: I wanna welcome everybody to Go For Side Effects. I'm your host Kevin Simon. Y'all know my good-looking ball-headed co-host John. How the hell you doing, John? <laughs> I'm doing good, thanks, man. <laughs> so tonight we got Herb. Uh, you'd be prefer call Herb Herbert. Either one works. <laughs> we we got Herb Nap on tonight, and uh, Herb was in the United States Navy. Go Navy because they're gonna kick Army's ass in the football game so John can wear pink lipstick. <laughs> Herb, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm hanging in there, brother. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Well, Herb, go ahead and tell a little bit about when you went in and, you know, what you did during Desert Storm, and then we'll get into the details that we want to get into in a little bit.
1: All right, Bob? Sure. So, to start out, um, I was in uh, Great Lakes, Illinois, for boot camp when I uh, – was let's say the last week of boot camp, we got orders to let us know that our ship, which is which really strange here because you don't know what ship you're going to be on a boot camp. It's just not something that happens. We got orders saying what ship we were on and, and our ship was heading to Sigonella, Italy. And I had no idea what the hell was going on. And the next thing you know, I'm on a, a flight to Sigonella, Italy, hop aboard a ship called USS Slovenia Combat Supply and uh, it's Desert Shield time. <laughs> That's basically how we started. Uh, we went out there like um, all the rest of the ships, so and we went and surrounded the area. And the difference was, my ship was a combat supply ship, so we did a lot of vert rep and unrep. For those people that aren't Navy, vert rep is a vertical uh, replenishment at sea with um helicopters. Uh, they actually drop a little uh, line type thing, and and we hook up nets and cables up to. The line and the helicopter whisked it away and then we got what's called vert rep which is one of the most um, important ones where two ships will go side by side and during this process they got to keep the boats at the same speed whatnot We shoot a bolo line over which is just a line that shoots out of a gun then they pull a cable back over we hook it up to the bulkhead and the next thing you know we're hooking up cargo and nets and sending that across while Cooling along at 12 knots or whatever we have to be at the time. I might be wrong on how fast, but that's what my ship did. So we were constantly working. We were actually doing, when we were on Desert Shield, we were actually doing 22 on and 2 off, believe it or not. When you count your time on and your your watch and then working on the flight deck. We spent most time on the flight deck with a cup of soup because that's about all you could do.
0: And and that's a good point because I was on a- a- AFS. So it was the same type ship, but, uh, you, you know, and you're right. When you talk about working hours, our hours sucked on a supply ship because you literally would work from 6 in the morning till eight, ten o'clock at night, but you still stood uh, shifts out there. And mates was that's what you were. Yes, you, know, sir. you you forgot to mention the most important part. Yeah, yeah. That was both a decade. Made, yep. Both uh <laughs> and and semen semen recruits and and them stood watch. There's other ones that most of most watches were twelve on twelve off. Ours, w- w- we get screwed. i way of saying. Yeah. Because yeah. when we would go in, we would work all day, and then we would do what's called the balls to four, which is twelve to four are eleven to, uh, uh eleven to, uh, oh wait, I don't, eleven, um, not not eleven, but uh, seven to eleven, and you know, then you walk in there from four to eight, and I mean, so it's all day rotation, and it's like four or five shifts that that rotate, and, and so I I wanted to explain that because. When you were talking about the hours your hours could be 20 hours on two hours off you could have 14 hours on six hours off it just depended at that time i mean heck i spent a lot of days i don't know about you but it seemed like that we only got a couple hours of sleep and we were up yeah that's so <laughs> how
2: often how often you guys supply in other ships i mean how much of a reoccurrence is this like like Every hour, once a day, twice a day. Well,
1: could be two or three a
0: day. Should it, be three it or be four. Yeah, or seven. I mean, they yeah. line they line up behind. Uh, yeah, they line up behind the other one that we just replenished. When that one's replenished, another one pulls up. We shoot another shot line over. We we, we refuel them. We'll send them cargo, and then they bring it. You, you know, and then another one comes in. It's almost like a floating store, a gas station, exactly yeah, yeah. what what it is. I mean, but here's the part that really stunk, is our ship would run out of tobacco. <laughs> but you would send a whole pallet of tobacco yep. over to an aircraft carrier. Yep. Right? Or uh, It's true. Oh, and yeah. You're just watching it go over, and you're like, you got to yeah. be kidding me.
1: Yeah, we could be out of any <laughs> supply at any time, but if it was set for the fleet, like say the John F. Kennedy, if the John F. Kennedy wanted this stuff and we were told it was going, it was going whether our ship was out of it or not. Holy shit, oh. we're on of you know canned Vienna sausages. Yeah, well, we just sent crates over to the John F. Kennedy. You know, that's kind of the way it worked as a supply ship. We were last to get our good supplies. Well, yeah, I but how
2: many of you supply guys? Would 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 hock the stuff off that and put it in like your bunks or something? Well, well you got
1: caught doing that. It's then you're gonna be seeing the captain. Well, oh. people did <laughs> it. I'm not saying people
0: didn't do it, Kevin, but I'm as, saying as as I, I was rig captain, so that 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 was my job. All you had the to do shit? is ask the storekeepers. <laughs> the storekeepers would be like, "Hey, man, I'm really running out of snuff, or I'm you know this and." You know, they work a deal out with you. Uh, You 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 know, you're
2: hustling on the ship. Well, yeah. (laughs) There's
0: a lot of deals they
1: made on the ship. Like for instance, the people you want to get to know the minute you step on board is the mess cooks,
0: because them boys
1: are they're going to be your best friend because you're getting off a mid watch. We have things called mid rats. Somebody might be up there in the galley and they'll cook you up a mess of scrambled eggs or something. Or All you ate all day was a cup of soup that you poured hot water in. You had to be friends with the cuts. That's a fact. Nah. That was the one. They didn't want to
2: piss off the cuts. Well, that you was the one thing. Piss off the I,
1: that was the one thing I liked. I
0: mean, if we were on rigs, they saved our food, so we 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 would still be able to go eat. It may be a while, but we 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 got to eat. We got to rotate out, you you know, because our our captain and our like, I was in 1st Division, which was the best division. Sorry, guys.
1: On a <laughs> ship. You, but
0: <laughs> we, we we had two or three rig captains. We had winch operators. So w- we could rotate. Now, what sucked was is when you were on one side running a rig and the other side was running a rig. So Port and Starboard had two ships on side and you're both doing it. Then you have nobody to relieve you.
1: You gotta remind the army guy there though what port starboard mean.
0: Oh yeah, starboard's right, ah. port's left. Sorry, John. Sorry for all y'all That's who okay. didn't know that. But um. uh, John, I, I will tell you this: the neatest thing though about being on board a ship is at nighttime. I mean, yeah. it is all the friends you meet. I mean, it's really cool. But at nighttime, you should see the Milky Way. You should see the stars. You could see the satellites up there. Uh, it, it was just amazing how beautiful it was at nighttime. The sun rises. I know I'm going to get so much slack for just saying that. Oh, my God. And the <laughs> sun sets. No, it was not with anybody else. Okay. <laughs> you, you know, because, uh, but it really was cool. You, you know, you be you'll be out there, and we would do what was called night Unreps, yep where we would have one light and it was like a orange light or a red light and everything had kim lights on it your lines uh your in-haul and out-haul rigs everything they would have a kim light on there so you could see going back and forth unwrapping at nighttime that was, was pretty all-
1: damn cool we should probably let them know what highline is and how dangerous this high line is. Oh yeah. When yeah. we send that bolo across, we pull that cable back across that cable tensions up so tight so that, that whatever you want to call that stuff that, that hooks it up and hangs it across and sends it across. I can't never remember the names anymore, but long story short, if that thing snaps, because I remember seeing it the boot camp and, and many other times, that is a piece of cable that'll take bulkhead which is cement glass steel bulkhead right out of a ship plus it'll take off everybody's head body and every part you can think of this is one of the most dangerous naval jobs at sea is working on high line transfer you can attest to that kevin and we had an outhaul line
0: snap and i'm going to tell you what but you can hear it before it snaps believe it or not It will give you at least one or two pops. And then you're telling everybody to clear the deck. And when it pops, it comes back, John. You can't even see it come back. And it will whip a bulkhead, put a hole hole in that metal. It's incredible. Well, I I think I've only seen it once ever done on our ship. And that's pretty impressive. Because I did 86,000 tons of cargo whenever I was red captain. That's a lot of cargo millions of gallons of fuel. Them them were my favorite. Because all you did is once you hooked up, you just sat
1: there and waited until it was done. We did we didn't have fuel. We did just the, the vert rep and the unwrap. Yeah. And we'd have some of them going on at the same time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh it was a madhouse. I tell you we did nineteen thousand pallets. We did our ship USS Sylvania um supplied four battle groups during the Gulf War. And it's, a, it's never been heard of before. You can look it up. USS Slovenia, we breed every record ever done. And that's why we were working 22 on it, two up. It just, there was no time, like he said. They'd line up the whole battle group, six, seven ships, and that battle group would be in a line. But do you know
0: Did why, you guys- though? Do, do, Jonah, you, you, you probably don't know why. So Guam housed, because uh, we were all part of the Mars group. Guam has a lot of supply ships. Well, two of the supply ships were on their way to come out and help and relieve. Well, they went through a typhoon and they got damaged severely. So we had to get extended longer out there. Or we would all, I probably wouldn't have been in Desert Shield. Oh no, wait, Desert Storm. Because I was there for Desert Storm, we were supposed to already hit back. But since they couldn't go out there, we stayed for Desert Shield. Hmm. If memory serves me right, but I'm I'm ninety nine point. Did you guys positive. supply
2: like subs too, or just no ships? No just ships. No. Sub subs.
0: Uh, I they had tenders for subs, so I don't really know how a submarine. They up them. They can't kid up them. Yeah, I guess so. But I really don't know how submarines would work. But uh. Now, I was told there were no subs in the, that I can go into Persian Gulf. A periscope told me otherwise one day. And I'm yeah. like, well, what the hell is that? You, you know, which I, I thought was really mm. cool. But we, have your, have, John, one of the most amazing things you can see is a submarine come up out of the water and splash. It looks like an oversized whale and it comes out of that water. I, I've we, seen we, some videos. Now, is that, a, is that a typical?
2: Do they do that intentionally? No, no,
0: no, that... no. Well, they, yeah, they do that intentionally because Japan did it for us.
2: <clears throat> what do you mean Japan did it for us?
0: They had a submarine. And so our captain told us to look over. They were going to come up out of the water. And they, they put on a little show.
2: Oh, okay. And then, All right.
0: And then uh, I I I'll never forget the one of the neatest things I I thought well I thought it was pretty neat most people probably thought it was like okay whatever was when you're out you're out at sea and you're unwrepping the dolphins man the dolphins out there would swim going with the ship and sea turtles too oh it yeah it is so uh, sea cool turtle. man. And snakes, right? A lot of snakes, man. <laughs> yeah. Why in the heck did you bring up snakes, man?
2: Because <laughs> I know every time we talk sea about snake, snakes, no you, way,
0: man. you am scared was, to death. Of... Dude, I am going to tell you something. I'm telling you, if I would have went overboard in a Persian Gulf, I would have just said, God, before I hit this water, please give me one massive heart attack and I'm done. <laughs> because they would have been smelling a lot of poop.
1: <laughs> because oh, I would have
0: hit that water and I wouldn't worry about anything touching me. Did you see that many, that many snakes out there, Herb?
1: I seen a few.
0: There were a lot. Few. Not that many. Apparently, you didn't look over the side very
1: often because oh, yeah. every <laughs> time I looked up. over, they're like, there's
0: one. Oh, there's another. Yeah. Hey, check it out. There's another.
1: Yeah, I was on the back end of that high line most of the time, hooking up the cargo at the, or, or, excuse me, moving the, the skids forward. Um, so I didn't get to the side very often. Put it yeah, yeah. So and and we were on the sides. But you I, know, if you get out of line, you're not in where you're supposed to be. The rig captain, or in our case, it was uh, XO, would be over there. What the hell are you doing over there? Yeah, screaming at you. That is not where you belong. Oh yeah,
0: man, yeah. It, it's amazing, man. I will. You you know, there's a little book that I carried in my back pocket and it literally says the rig captain has control of the ship once that shot line is sent over. So he's responsible for everybody who sits on that line and and works. And so that's what, you know, it was a big responsibility. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I was made rig captain because I had a big mouth. Everybody could <laughs> hear me. Couldn't imagine that. Me neither. I'm just like – I. I thought I spoke softly, but you you know not when you're on the not when you on play deck or on deck I bet. Yeah, it, I never did the vert vert reps, only did un Yeah, see, my ship was also you. You guys refueled. Well, we we, we, we refueled. We did vert reps and un I just well, was we never. Had, yeah. We had combat supplies. Did you guys have combat supplies? We we, we had everything. There wasn't okay. anything.
1: So we aircraft carrier parts and all that stuff. Oh yeah, we we sent yeah. over every even engines. Did yeah, get, engines to the airplanes. Yep, yeah, that those were fun because those are the ones you make wonder: is that cable gonna snap? Oh, that's the one you said Is there, that John? gonna snap?
0: You're looking at a million million dollar engine, getting loaded up, sending it over, and the only thing you're doing is looking at your commanding officer, and he's going, "You better not deep six that, Simon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Send it, please. please. But we also did, we talked before on this, we did personal
1: highline transfers.
2: Thank you. I was going to ask.
1: Yes. You what the hell own?
2: is a personal highline? Put
1: That's, a person on the, the uh, net and sending them.
0: Well, we didn't do it on the net. We actually had a carrier. It looked like well, a Well, yeah, little, the
2: carrier. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, it, it's orange.
2: And yeah. it had why like would, a little trans- bitty- Why? Just because somebody had to transfer or oh, what? I said, I said that. They were going to be. They were going
1: out, and one ship was going one way; we're going the other.
2: We I brought knew. the
1: admiral
0: over, and I I sent him back. And I remember oh. when he came over, he, he got sat down. He goes, "You know, I'm going back," and I'm like, <laughs> 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 "You know, well, yeah, good luck."
1: <laughs> and then every burp, every every uh, uh, unwrap, we'd always be sending hat back well, That was the fun part of it. Is we um, get everybody's ship hat. And we'd send our ship hats over. Oh, you see, we to- we
0: did lighters,
1: lighters. We did hats.
0: Yeah. Now I'll hats, tell hats, you hats. this, John. Also, with uh, with, with doing all that too, uh, you know, you would call over there and say, "Hey, I'll give you a hat if you give me a lighter." So we would switch off gear.
2: What's the big deal with the lighter?
0: Well, it's just a like for every ship you unwrap. Like we did the Ranger Group. We did the independence group and we did the amphibious task force group. So
2: they have like engraved uh, in, in, in lighters or what? Yeah,
1: yes. they look like a ship. The ship, the actual ship Then they have, the markings like ours would be AFS-2. All that good stuff. Now, but we did the hat.
0: Okay. Yeah, it was the cool. Hats were awesome. So now we're going to talk about once you got out. Okay. Out of Desert Storm. Let's, let's so, get into that conversation.
1: Okay, so we transitioned back from the Gulf, um, my ship was uh, in desperate need of what they call dry dock, um, which means basically the ship comes out of the water, they do the repairs, they decide what, what's going on next with that ship, whether it's gonna be reused, fixed up, or decommissioned or sold to civilians. In our case, it was being fixed up and in, uh, in, in, in that's all I knew. They put us in a um, a, like a flat hotel, old, old hotel, uh, um by uh Portsmouth. And um during that time, everybody that had any kind of high ranking um was going home. For one reason or another, I couldn't get liberty. I tried to get liberty and wasn't able to. So we were stuck in this um not liberty. I want to I want to say it right. Not liberty, but we wanted to actually go, go home. On um, leave. Yeah, on leave. That's the words I couldn't get out of my mouth. And a lot of my friends did go on leave. A lot of the um, higher-ranking officers, um, non-commissioned officers, when I leave, everybody that was a commission officer was gone. They don't go dry down. If they're not going home, they're going to a fancy, fancy hotel. They're not going to where we're going. You can attest yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> but us us lower-level uh, people, we, we were stuck in this old abandoned hotel. And uh, basically all we did is uh, ordered pizza and beer all the time. Because that was really all you could do. You, your duty at this point was sweeping the hotel and and getting drunk. I mean, that was it. Um, unfortunately, during this time, I got a, a a phone call from my fiance at the time that um, she was having some trouble with her ex, and there was some violence things going on. There was just so many factors going on. I tried to get I tried to get leave. Um, again, like I said, there was nobody really ranked higher than me that could get me leave. So my mind was messed up from the Gulf War, you know, what we had just gone through, all that vert rep, unrep, um, you know, all the things we've seen, airplanes, you know, the Philippine Sea launching missiles and um, John F. Kennedy launching the first strike group off of their bow. We've seen that stuff. We were far close enough to so where we could see that stuff. You know, that's pretty traumatic watching that stuff watching four leave, two come back, knowing what happened, you know, things like that. So long story short, my mind was really messed up. We're in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, I took off. I I, I didn't care at the point. I should have, I was a young 19 year old kid. I should have cared. I did what was called unauthorized absence. Um, I regret it to this day, um, but I did what I did. And when I got home, I uh, got to her and Man, my world went, went to hell at this point worse because I found out the really the only reason she was calling for me was she wanted money. She wanted me to ship her money. She didn't want my ass there, excuse my language. She wanted my money. She wanted wow. me to, she wanted to, to get something or or to, you know, just take my money. That's the long story short. So when I got there, she was telling me that, oh, that's not even your kid. And I'm like, what? You know, I was in fear for my child. In fear for my her, her life. And, you know, we just came back on a life-threatening thing, you know. I, I went and started drinking. And I drank. And boy, did I drink. I drank for probably three straight days, man. I was just lost. And then I went to a party with some friends. Something really stupid. I met up with uh, some white substance called cocaine. And uh, I did it. I, I regret it. Um, spent more time out and uh, kept partying. Um, after a while, you know, a couple weeks went by, almost almost the whole 30 days. Um, everybody thought I was home on leave. You know, nobody knew what was really going on. So everybody was throwing me parties and buying me drinks at the bar. And, you know, you're a celebrity basically, right? And all along I kept thinking to myself, what a piece of shit you are. You're now home drinking and partying and, and you should be back on your ship. So it finally kicked in, and I did. I turned myself back into my ship. um, Come to find out, they weren't really even looking for me yet. They really didn't give a crap. Because like I said, most of the people with any kind of authority weren't there. And you weren't really mustering like normal, where they had such an account of you, where they knew where everybody was. They really didn't give a crap. That's the best way to look at it. They did find out, you know, a couple weeks after I was gone, I guess. But they didn't make it a serious issue, where they sent MPs to... Michigan where I was living and and picked me up. I already had turned myself in, put it that way. When I got on board, um, after going unauthorized absence, the first thing they wanted to do is uh they kind of interrogate you and they give you a urine test. Well within I don't know, four to six hours, um I found out I had popped positive for cocaine. My life mm. was gone. It was over. Um I was uh, brought in front of the captain, which is called captain's mask, non-judicial punishment. And uh, he got about an inch from my face and spit on me and told me, you know, your unauthorized absence was really bad, but we can understand with what you'd been going through and what we all went through, but you you did drugs, you know, that's just not allowed in my Navy. As he spitting on me, telling me you're leaving my Navy and you're leaving immediately. Well, you don't leave immediately. But uh, I got done with that, Um, went down into birthing, because I started to pack, I figured I was gone. They come back and got me, the military, well, the um, Sergeant of Arms, Master of Arms, came and got me on board and um, said, well, we got some bad news for you, you're uh, heading to the brig. I'm like, "Uh, oh boy, (laughs) I've heard of the brig. I don't want to go there, you know. Um, I'm sure I had tears in my eyes, maybe even bald like a bitch i don't even know it's been a long time but um i ended up getting 45 and 45 which is 45 days extra duty 45 days um restricted duty couldn't leave the ship for anything uh, while we were in dry dock so i couldn't i couldn't uh, no we were, no my ship was back on water then um i missed that part sorry we went, the ship was back in water we were in dry dock um but i couldn't leave couldn't do liberty, couldn't do any of that. And part of the punishment the captain handed down was, um, I was facing other than honorable discharge. So like all the things, when you're getting uh, in trouble in the military, you get what's called the JAG officer, a Navy JAG officer. And he says, well, you know what? You've never gotten any trouble. All your qualifications have always been good. You've advanced, you know, you made it up the ranks, you went up four ranks, you know? Um, you should be okay, we're gonna get you to uh, plead guilty to this and um, take general under honorable conditions. That's, that's what I was told was gonna to happen. We went in front of them. I got other than honorable, I, I was dumbfounded. I had two choices. I could either take the other than honorable or face dishonor. And at my point, I understood from the JAG that other than honorable after you go home, you don't get no trouble. It'll revert six months to honorable under general under honorable conditions right so i'm like you know i've been through so much shit and i feel like you know <laughs> it can't get any worse so i took the general what i thought would be a general under honorable conditions the ot8 and went home and uh now is the time you got to tell your family that you you know you screwed up you got kicked out of the navy you're a drug addict um your whole character is gone. You went in, was a good kid, went and fought a war and came home and, and you messed your life up, which didn't go good for me with a father that was a Korean Navy veteran and all my uncles and relatives were, you know, veterans. So I turned to drugs again, you know. This time it became a bad habit and it did for years and years and years. I went in and out of rehabs. Um, Man, I lived on the streets. I did things that are, you know, just, I didn't even want to talk about it. bad things. Right. Huh? Right.
0: I mean, I, I. Yeah, they're just, they're
1: just really bad. I, I, I understand. Short, I went through the process of the rehabs and the NAs and AA classes. And to be honest with you, nothing worked until a little over 10 years ago, I met a group called Celebrate Recovery. Celebrate Recovery is a church-based group that teaches you the NA and the AA ways, but you turn all your your faults and stuff over to God instead of just the higher power, as they say. I turned it over to God and knock on wood, it's been almost 11 years now. I haven't touched a drop of alcohol, haven't touched a drug, haven't smoked a cigarette. Badass. um, Helped everybody out, became a leader in Celebrate Recovery. I brought many, many veterans to celebrate recovery and to um, help them in their, their sobriety. And I also run a website called Golf War. Um, Golf War Exposed Illnesses and Truth. And I've helped a lot of people, and a lot of people on my site have helped a lot of people get their benefits. To this day, I'm still fighting for the, the complete honorable. I do have 100%... Um, um, service-connected disabilities. I have 19 service-connected disabilities. I'm 100% percent p and special cop due to um, terminal illness and stuff. So I got special cop. But elusively, it's it's it's. Uh, I have not gotten what I want. I want my honor back. I want to be back to honorable better. In some people's eyes, I'm not honorable because I did mess up. The way I look at this, Kevin, there's a lot of people that did worse things than that, and didn't get caught. And unfortunately, that's the truth. I just happened to be the one that got caught. But here's the thing: I, people with drugs on chip I, you know, right? Well, and, and I
0: want to say this: you you know what? For anybody that wants to judge judge him, anybody that wants to judge you, they need to go back and look in that damn mirror and cast that first stone. Because I'm going to tell you something. There's things that we all do that we're not proud of. It's And when you're not proud of doing it at that time, or, or you're, you're doing it, you, you know what? You're not a man at that time. But when you now know you cleaned up, you became a man. You became to understand. It doesn't take away that you served. It doesn't take away... What you do for other vets, you know what? I'm 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 proud of you. I'm proud that you changed your life, turned it to God, and I'm i mean because I'm t- I tell everybody all the time. Find a church family. That's one of the biggest things you can do with your life. Turn it to God. Uh, I you know what? I'm not gonna say He'll help you with all your problems, but by golly. He'll show you a way out of them.
1: Yeah, see, a lot of people think that the word is that God will never give you more than you can handle. Well, that's complete BS. Yeah, it doesn't say that in the Bible. Because God will give you that and then some. But the difference is he will walk alongside you. That's right. He will help you all along the way. And what I want to let people know out there, it took me 14 years to get any benefits. Oh, you're never going to get benefits. You're a drug addict. You're a piece of crap. Don't bother. I was told by service officers. I was told by everybody. Don't let that fool you. It isn't the truth. If you fight and show that you've changed your life, you will get your benefits. Well, it takes a while. But not only that,
0: Jimmy Acosta was on the show, and <coughs> he even told me flat out Desert Storm is the only war. That even dishonorable discharges can still get compensation.
1: Well, yeah, they've proven there's two thousand right. plus bad, bad uh, paper discharges that were offered to people because some of them were getting sick, and they're and they were uh, you know messing up and doing stupid things. Nobody cared. You know as well as I do. They wanted you out. They took you out. They wanted you out. Right. And but- they told a lot of people that you know, other than honorable would turn to general. I know thousands of people that. We're told the same thing. I I I'll,
0: I'm going to tell you something. Her and I have never said this on on the show. After I went through Desert Storm, Desert Show, Desert Storm, we went back to Southern Watch. When I came back, I was going through a divorce. And spouse, spouse, wives, uh, men, husbands. Can mess with your 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 head when you're going through something traumatic with about a spouse or y'all are breaking up. I'm telling you, it can really mess with your head. And I mean, John's very fortunate that his wife stuck with him and put up with his bull crap. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, well, that's a fair, statement. I, I, fair I, statement. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I mean. I'm very fortunate that my wife puts up with, you, you know, my crap, and everything, but it 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 is traumatic when you mix all that into what we were exposed to and everything. It it does change you, and there was a lot of guys that turned to drinking, turned to drugs after Desert
2: Storm. It's just the truth. Well, and the, and the fact the fact is, Herb, still even today there's a lot of people that haven't necessarily put their service connection together and don't necessarily, maybe they haven't found a, a group of veterans who had the chemical exposures that we've had, don't understand what's going on in their body. And that in itself will drive you to do things that you wouldn't normally do because you're trying to alleviate pain. Oh, and terrible. then, and when, and, and if that pain's being alleviated through a drug, alcohol, whatever, you're not thinking right. And kudos to you for keeping going, understanding that you knew you needed help because there's a lot of people out there that don't understand there's help out there and you have to fight for yourself, which Kevin and I always say, advocate for yourself. Um, you got something coming to you, you know, don't expect somebody to just come knock on the door, hand it to you on a silver platter because that ain't going to you know? Yeah. You and gotta,
0: and, and I, I'm very proud of you for coming on and talking about this. It's a hard subject for you.
1: I, I, I know it is, I, I mean, time, you know, I, nobody would, uh, they wouldn't even look at me when I started my website, 2018, even, I had a lot of people leave and say, Oh, you had it other than honorable. Cause like somebody would get on and say, you know, I, I had problems. and I got kicked out of the service for one reason or another. Somebody even, you know, hit somebody, punched them at the wrong time. You know, you get, you get kicked out for certain things. um, And I was always one understanding, but you'd always have those naysayers that, you know, Say, oh, well, you know, you don't deserve, you're not a veteran. Quit, quit calling yourself a veteran. Don't wear the veteran's hat. Well, buddy, I fought the war. I did honorable duty during the war, before the war. It's after I came back that I messed up. So in my book, I was a veteran during the time I was supposed to be.
0: Right. And, 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 yeah. and let, let, let me tell you something. I don't judge you. I, I, I think you served. That's my, my belief. Nobody has to agree with me. I don't give a flying hooty who. Uh, do you like that word, John? Hooty who?
1: <laughs>
2: I just Hootie made that hoot.
0: up. Yeah, you're you're often very. Uh, you, well,
1: you're, you're, I, I you're,
0: just want you're, everybody to know I had a little talking with with my mom, and she told me my language is getting really bad, and <laughs> I had to tone it down because she was. Come
1: do they not understand? Sailors don't
0: have a tone down. Well, I, I'm, I, I did tonight, and and I, I you did you well, know, and and but she's right because I, you know, kids are going to listen to the show, and uh, but they probably talk worse than I do. But I I want people to understand we're not all alike, but we need to get along, and yeah. veterans yeah. are so divided. Just like this country is. And we need to pull together. Because we're the ones that hold this country. Look. A hundred year old. Uh, World War II vet. I watched him today on TikTok. Go pull it up. Go pull it up on YouTube. Is literally crying. Because we're so divided. And he did not fight. For his country. To be the way it is t- today. Divided. And nothing. And either did we, well, either did the Vietnam guys, either did the Korean war guys. And that's well, the part that I'm, I, I keep trying to tell everybody, look, be good to your neighbors. Be good yeah. to your non-friends. You know, if somebody pulls cuts in front of you, don't cuss them out. Don't honk. Just wave at them and say, man, I hope you're, you're getting where you're going. Cause my wife put it to me like this and I'll give her credit. You don't know what type of day that guy had in front of you. You don't know There's if he's there. on the way to the hospital or to the house because his wife could have crashed. You don't know. Just like nobody knows what you went through, Herb. Nobody. Yeah. And nobody knows what, what John went through. I mean, that's what I keep telling everybody. There's a reason I joined the Navy and not the Army or the Marines. I don't want to get shot at. I'm yeah.
2: You don't want to judge a book by the cover. I mean, we all do initially because that's how we're programmed. You judge a book by its cover, but I think the older we get, especially veterans, like I just, you know, like I was telling you before the show, I just, I didn't even know the gentleman was a Navy veteran and he and I are just talking. We didn't, Of course, he was working at the local hardware store and we wanted to talk, he had a job to do, but I love talking to other veterans. Because they'll open up to you. They'll tell you things. I mean, granted, you're you're in a public place, so they might tone it down a little bit. But I mean, veterans talking to veterans—that's huge. Because I mean, because because it just is different. So you know? this is and what I great,
0: want to do. Great thing to happen.
2: Yeah. So this is what I want to do, and
0: I want everybody to think of everybody out there. I know Jason, Jeremy. Everybody's watching, and everybody who's gonna listen. You know, Denise. Everybody. If you had to pick a book that you are, what would it be? John, what book would you be?
2: Oh, geez. Um, I don't know. Ask me another time. I don't have an answer to that question. Right Herb, what book would you be?
1: <laughs> the Bible.
0: You, you, you know, everybody, everybody out there is a book. Mine is a probably. Quite a few mixtures between Fifty Shades of Grey to Okay, that was funny. That <laughs> that was funny.
2: What the hell? More I can't like he about he said his, that. We're talking about
0: his beard and his mustache, right? Fifty shades in your hair. Uh, well, mine would be <laughs> not like that. Mine would probably be Calvin and Hobbes. I know it's a cartoon book. That's funny. But, and I'm more like Calvin, or really more like Hobbes, but and and that got me through the navy. I read All right, every... and I'm going to go up
1: McHale's Navy. But I'll go with McHale's Navy. Okay. Mikhail's
0: Navy. There That's you go. Funny. I I I would That's... almost think uh, oh, I like uh, Jason put down the stand. <laughs> That's a good oh. one. But me, I would probably be maybe Calvin and Hobbes or Curious George cuz I was curious <laughs> curious about what does this button do? I wonder oh, if Jesus. I pulled this lever, what would it do? Oh, they, did, they didn't let you they didn't let you up top very often, did they? Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> I I wasted more of your taxpaying money than what y'all know because I was very curious about what stuff did. So <laughs> I wanna leave it at that for tonight, but I want each and every person that listens to the program, I want you to write down. <clears through. throat> go to Facebook, go to YouTube, you know, look. YouTube, I want everybody to follow us and subscribe. I want everybody to spread awareness about the goal for illnesses that we're getting. Okay. The reason that came up with the program, go for side effects, because it is a side effect that we got from the goal four. And so uh Herb, do you have anything else that you would
1: like to? Can we plug this? We'll say it to you. It's Gulf War Exposed, Illnesses and Truth, and it's on Facebook, and there's a lot of great people on there. We even have an XBA va Raider that will give you some great yeah, advice. There you go, right there, so, man. The I- second thing I want to say before I close out here besides, you know, just thanking everybody and thanking you, Kevin and John, for having me on and, and uh, the understanding, as I want to let everybody know that is out there suffering, that, you know, sometimes your alcohol and your drug addiction right now might be masking the things that you need most help with, and they could be physical. Because I found out once I had stopped drinking or stopped doing drugs before I stopped drinking, some things popped up that, you know, it was being blamed on different things. Well, they're, uh, they're there, they exist, and a lot of people have physical ailments that are being blocked by their drugs and alcohol, and it, it'll just do you good to get sober and look at them.
0: I agree. I agree
1: 100%. Herb,
0: thanks but for coming. This is on. a great,
1: great, great um, podcast. I really appreciate it. And please, people, if you are hurting, get help, man. Don't be the twenty-two a day. We've got enough of that. Yeah. What we do have yeah. here is a lot of brothers and sisters that'll help you. Join the groups. We're there for you. I
0: agree. And and mm-hmm. I so everybody, I'm I, my my biggest thing is is be nice to one another. Be courteous. Love one another. We need to bring it back to where it was in the 1980s, the best rock and roll, the best looking guys. That. Oh, amen. That's Rocky all jeans. Back, I, I mean, mean, I'm telling you, we need to bring it back, baby. Everything. But now we're going to go into the after the show show. I want to thank each and every one of y'all for listening tonight, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Go For Side Effects. If you have a story or you would like to share or just come on with any comments or questions, please email me at kevinsimon at com.